0: Now, Brandon has preached on the summer school, and he's gotten to preach on the resting. He got to preach on, oh, help me, surfing. He's got to preach all the fun stuff. And you know what he gave me? How to make lemonade. I said, is this because I have a sour disposition sometimes? And he said, it's because you know how to make all things sweet. And I was like, you suck up. Oh, you suck up. So, I said, I know why, it's because some of us like a little something-something in our lemonade, and he isn't going to say that, so I will. (laughs) Some of you might not be okay with that, you know what, lemons haven't gotten sour enough for you yet. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. All right, so. Pastor Brandon has taught us that God is, you know, he in here, he's down there, God is constantly growing us from the inside out, and growth stays steady if we don't let life's lemons make us sour. Now, I had planned to have lemons up here and throw them at y'all, but I couldn't find them when I went this morning to grab them to come, so I'm pretty sure they're hiding somewhere in my house, and I'm pretty sure Brandon hid them. I was going to warn you if I was going to throw it at you. It was going to be this row because I don't think I could make it past that. I don't. And so sometimes, who, who will agree with me that life throws us lemons? Things we didn't expect. Some things that our choices cause that lemon to land right on us. But it, they come. And, and in the word it says, I have told you these things. So that in me you have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I don't know why it happens. You know, I constantly ask God, why did this happen? Sometimes he points it out that it was me. It was my fault. I made the choice. I made the decision. And that thus caused a little rabbit trail in my path to come out. And some things just happen. They just happened. I don't know why. I don't know, you know, when Brooklyn was six months old. Did this turn off? I keep hitting it. I'm sorry. She was not rolling over or anything. I laid her on the bed. She fell asleep. Two minutes, two minutes, I was gone. I left the room, came back. She was on the floor and cracked her knee right here. Yes, I was young. I had been cleaning house all day, so you know how good I looked. Brennan, we had just gotten a new youth building. He had been jackhammering the floor all day to put plumbing in. I called my pediatrician. I'm like, you know, she, she rolled off the bed. She's crying uncontrollably. What do you want me to do? And it was close to the end of the day, and he said, why don't you just go ahead and take her to the ER? Oh, my gosh. I was stupid enough and did it. I go. Brooklyn doesn't have any clothes on. She just has the diaper on because I'd given her a bath. You know, I just thought anything I could do to calm her down. We get there. Brandon is covered in concrete that he had been jackhammering. And they separate us. And they're questioning Brandon. They're questioning me. And they said, okay, Mrs. Clark, we think you did this. You know how well that went over. And you know, probably some not nice words came out of my mouth. Because I know they did. And I, you know, here I am with pastor's wife, and I'm just telling you, it was what it was. And I looked at that lady, and I said, are you freaking kidding me? But I probably didn't say that word. (laughs) I'm sitting here holding my daughter, trying to console her, and they're telling me that I just broke her leg. Okay. Because that makes a lot of sense to me. Well, this is how we know that you did it. I said, oh, enlighten me, please. (laughs) She said, because your husband says that y'all were talking about concession stand food when you were on the phone. And you said that y'all were talking about when he was going to come home for dinner. So you're lying. And you broke her leg. And I said, well, you didn't take into consideration the seven times we talked on the phone and that the third call was probably about concession stand food and the fifth call was probably about when Brennan's coming home. It was, that was their decision. I did it because I said Brennan was talking about when he's coming home and Brennan said we're talking about candy bars. Okay, that's absurd. And that is really retarded. And I looked at that lady and she said, "Well, you can't be alone with your kids. And so somebody has to be with you at all times. If Brendan has to leave somebody, another adult has to come over." I said, "Really? He can't go take out the trash. he can't be in the backyard. He has to be in the room that you are in at all times, with the kids." This is my first offense. I was about to make my second. (laughs) And I really don't know how that lady left there without me whipping the crap out of her. I'm just going to be honest. I don't. It had to be the Holy Spirit because I was so mad. I was so mad. And probably because I knew that she was capable of taking my kids away, did I not whip her. But she deserved every butt kicking in my head I gave her. Every one of them. Okay, so I said, all right, yes, ma'am. So I had some friends that came over. Let me tell you something. My house had never been cleaner. My, all my friends came in and were helping me with Brooklyn and helping me with Keenan and helping me. I, I couldn't be alone. I could go to the bathroom by myself, but that was it. Now, I wasn't real sad about that because you know a mom with two babies, going through the party by yourself ain't happening. But other than that, I couldn't do anything with my kids. Nothing. I couldn't feed them without somebody being there. I couldn't do anything. I mean, we had to document if I changed a diaper. This was my job. I changed diapers without even thinking about it. It just happened. Okay, so we go to church on Sunday, and I said, I passed out the number to the CPS office, to all my peeps. I said, you call Monday morning, and you give me a character witness. At 10... They were using the phone across the hall asking me to tell everybody to quit calling because we had shut their phones down. People had called on my behalf. You want to talk about turning some lemons into some lemonade? At that point, I probably wished I'd had something, something in mine. The lady probably wished I would have too. So they call me and tell me to come in on Wednesday morning to sign some papers. They're going to close it all off. And, you know, they found me innocent. They didn't come to my house. They didn't even see me again. So I go in there to sign the papers, and the lady says, I was convinced you did it because right before I came to the hospital, I saw on TV where this lady in Dallas had murdered her two children. So I was sure that you did this. You want to talk about somebody else's lemons ending up in your yard? I said, do you go to church? And do you have the Holy Spirit leading you? Because it could save you a whole lot of embarrassment and stupid incidents and she looked at me and she said no I don't go to church I said well you need to find one I would have invited her to mine but I was still mad (laughs) I was I'm being honest we all mature in different ways and some of us it takes us a while I have been saved going on 20 years and at that point it hadn't been very long and I was not acting it but I cried out to Jesus and I said this is not right I didn't do this. Now, I did do something wrong. I left Brooklyn on the bed. I did. I did it. I had to own up to that. I had to own up that I opened the door for Satan to get in. I made the first wrong decision. Now, the decisions that lady made to squirt her lemon juice all over me and make it really sour in my life for a couple of days, I didn't hold part in that. And she has to answer for that. But I did have to answer for the fact that I did open up the door To let this happen. Boy, let me tell you something. My kids don't stay on the bed. They are all on the floor. You see Colin's legs. She's got calluses from crawling. She's on the floor. We do not leave her anywhere near anything that she could accidentally fall off. None of my kids after that did. If they were napping and they were laying by me, boy, we were on the floor. I learned my lesson. The devil was not going to play that game again. We were not playing that card twice. Those lemons weren't ending up in my doorstep or in my life anymore. Anymore. Now, I tend to have look at everybody else's life. I'm a people person. I am. I love to sit and watch everybody in their ways. And sometimes I find humor in it because I don't always understand why you make the choices you do or any of that kind of stuff. And I'm saying you in general, not you as in. Celebration peeps, and so um, some people they have lemons that come in their life that I think, why is this a big deal? And I judge their lemons. Why? Why is this? Why is this such a big deal to you? This is this is this is nothing. This is what you need to do. Here, here let me fix it for you. But you have to walk it out. And so I'm not supposed to compare my lemons to your lemons. And what's big in your life may not be beca- big to me because I'm not the one that's facing that giant. You know what? There are people who have dealt with the issues of CPS and have beat them that they are probably looking at me, Krista, really? They're just stupid. Just keep going. It's okay. Boy, I, but it was a big deal to me. It was a big deal to have my kids threatened. And nobody was rude to me. No, everybody was very supportive. Everybody was very good. But there may have been somebody who said, oh, I've walked this out. It's okay. They'll forget about you in a few weeks. And you know what? That all fell through the cracks. It was supposed to stay on my record for so many years. There wasn't one. They didn't have my name in their office. I didn't have a file. Well, I'm pretty sure that that was the Holy Spirit because those people, they like to keep your name around so that if you ever come back, they know you. And so, you know, we went looking to adopt one of the cps kids they didn't even know us i was like this is awesome this is fabulous we're clear well i'm clear Vernon was clear because he walks in some kind of anointing that i do not understand he gets he gets some kind of grace that woo. so i'm kind of jumping around and i'm sorry it says here that you know don't compare your lemons to other lemons If your lemons are a big deal to you, there's a reason why, because God has something for you to learn out of it. Did God put those lemons in your life? No. I'm going to tell you, and I say it every time I'm up here preaching, God does not do bad. God does not do bad. God comes to give life and everlasting life. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He does. Is he equal to God? No. No. No, he's not. He doesn't have equal powers, but we do live in a fallen world. And sometimes bad things happen. And sometimes your limits are going to look, I love this. Oh, yeah, well, you know what happened to me. Oh, yeah, well, you know what happened to me. Oh, yeah, well, oh, oh. No, don't compare your limits. They got to stay small. And the more you compare, the bigger they get, the worse the problem, the bigger it is to you, the more emotional you get, the more anxious you get, the more you want to throw up every time you then think about it. You wake up at night to go to the bathroom, that's all you can think about, and you can't go back to sleep. I know this because I have to tell myself on a regular basis that I cannot get up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom because my problems will meet me at the edge of my bed. Because I have things that I rehearse. They're not big problems. But I make them giants. Boy, you can make gallons of lemonade out of the lemons that i have emphasized or made bigger in my mind over something that was really small and that god has already fixed and i'm just making it more for him to fix he i'm sure he's exhausted too sometimes i think he wishes i'd stay asleep (laughs) sometimes i wish i would too more benadryl please oh you all act like you don't take benadryl to sleep whatever whatever now in this it says what might be a lemon for you may not be a lemon for others don't get defeated if you struggle with things that do not bother others don't get defeated it is God's got you he's got the anointing to walk you through it therefore the anointing is yours to walk through it Do 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 you wake up in the next morning and the problem is gone probably not It's probably there, and you probably have to walk through it, but I'm telling you what, it makes you a stronger, better person. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. I'm going to tell you, I have been Marcy Huffman's friend since Jonathan, who is about to be 17. I hate to tell you, he's going to be 17 in just a few days. Since he was four months old four months these two boys have been best friends they don't nothing else they have to be best friends (laughs) and do you know that there have been times that I've looked at her and thought if I could be that tall I'd sure be skinny too (laughs) I would for me to weigh the same amount she weighs do you know how little I'm gonna have to be I did I compared myself right to her and thought I better get going she gets pregnant and she just looks all glorious and I look like a round ball. <laughs> we got pregnant. We had our last, Carson and Bryson, our, I don't know how many, what, 12 weeks apart. So here we are, we're pregnant together and I'm looking at her going, if my stomach wasn't up here, I could do this again, I think. But goodness, being as short as I am, I was pregnant in my ears. And she, you know, and finally, Brandon was like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I don't know. What do you mean?" And he was like, "Quit comparing yourself to her. You're short because that's the way God made you." And I said, "Do you think that he understood that being compact isn't that great? <laughs> it's not. It's not that great." And he said, "You have to find out some goodness about being short." So I figured out that being short was fun. Size—that's what the candy bag says. The candy bar bag says that we're a fun size, so I'm going with that. <laughs> I made lemonade out of the being short lemon because it was something that I hated. But I couldn't make myself be as tall and glorious and model like as Marcy, so I had to compare myself to the fun size candy bars. <laughs> you know what? You have to do what you have to do. You have to do what you have to do to get through things. Okay. The guys up top are probably getting frustrated with me. Second Corinthians 10.12 says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. The word says that I, I, I don't like that one. Who doesn't do that? Who doesn't look at somebody and go, Oh, I wish I could have that purse. I do. Well, if my husband would buy me that purse, you know, or whatever. It it happens. We do it. We do it. We do it. The lemon is often just an attack of the enemy to get you to give up on something. God is growing in you. Now, when Brandon was at the missions trip, I got this random text. I just got pelted in the head with a cherry. I said excuse me, I'm not real sure what that's supposed to mean. He said, I just got pelted in the head with a cherry. I was like, you're going to have to elaborate because I do not understand what you're telling me. He said, some little boy in the produce department of Walmart on the Indian Reservation pelted me in the head with a cherry. How do you not understand that? I was like, I got that part. I got it now. You know what? He could not avoid that cherry because he didn't know it was coming at him. And he said, it took everything in me not to go over there and spank him. I said, it's probably best that you found something in you to not do that. He said, but then when I came, when he said, when he did it the second time, it took everything in me to not go over there and tell his mother or his grandma or somebody what he was doing. And I said, and? He said, but I didn't. I didn't. I just found that this was trying to, uh... my notes just got really huge, and there's like a word on the screen. Um, Can you fix that? He said, "Um, I figured out that that was an attack against me. They were trying to find my anger, and I wasn't going to show it. And I said, well, way to go. Well, Carson then realized when he read that text to me that, I had been pelted in the head with the beach ball the same day at the grocery store from a little kid. And he goes, do you think the devil was working double time? (laughs) And I said, probably so. He said, Mom, I'm sure glad you didn't spank that little girl. And I said, well, my little girl was repentant for pelting me in the head with the beach ball. Daddy's little boy was not. He was laughing. He thought it was funny. But sometimes I think that and I know that the lemons that are thrown at us are just to get us off track. It's just to get you off of the vision of what you're working for. If you're trying to lose weight, somebody's going to bring some cheesecake. gum cheesecake. At least make it with Splenda. You know, I mean, it's going to happen. If you're trying to quit smoking, everything around you is going to remind you of that. If you're trying to save money for something special, the refrigerator's going to break. The oven's going to go out. It's always something to make you get off track. It is. And you have to remember that. This lemon is a decoy. It is just to make me lose my train of thought. It is just to make me lose what I am doing with Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you, being the pastor's wife... It happens a lot to us. I thought, dear God, if had I known starting a church was going to be like this, I might have would have bailed. I might have would have voted to do something different. Not that I don't love y'all, but I don't like going through issues. And I am extremely emotional. And <sighs> this, I oh, now I'm on some other stinking notes. <laughs> I am good. Okay, so... But there have been things come at us to get us off track. Church has done great. The church has done great. We have grown. We have like 400 on our members row. That's phenomenal. We started with me and Brendan. I'm so excited. And yet, personally, I look around me and I think, what the heck? But that's not really what I say. You ask some of the kids in my kitchen. They always look at me like, Really, Miss Krista? That's oh, true. I I think to myself, we got two worlds here, and I have to remind myself, this is just to get me off track, just to get me off track. It is. Personally, we've lost some friends over the deal. I do. I I say lost. I use that loosely. I believe they're coming back. I believe it. I believe the devil can't keep them, keep us separated. I believe that there are people in this town that when they see me, they cringe because they're not really sure what to think. I believe that that's going to be gone. It is the lemon that's there that's going to be gone. Because I believe that us doing this church wasn't against anyone. It was for those who needed a place. It was. And sometimes it takes a little more grace to sweeten some, then it takes for others. I think to myself, it's been almost four years. You could at least look at me when you pass by me at the grocery store. But then I think probably not because they're prob- we're just not at that place yet. And that's fine. It takes a little more grace. The grace of God is what sweetens those lemons. It's what takes the whole lemon and makes it into something that you can live your life with. It is. There are those of you, I'm saying you in general, there are those of us, let me use that, that think that I just need to get okay with it, and that's just that. There's forgiveness. And there's a step process to get through things. There's a step process to make cookies. There's a step process to make lemonade. There is a process. And in every one of those processes calls for some kind of sweetener. And to me... In our life, that is the grace of God. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word, and at once he receives it with joy. Because the word of God that you put in your life every day is the sweetener. It is. Now, there are those who put in some sweetener, and you just need some more. You just need to wait for that grace of God to work these things out. I don't believe that there should be a place where at the end when Jesus comes back that there should be aught between us if we're doing what is right. If you're doing what is right and you're not harboring bitterness so that it doesn't fall on rocky soil, that's where those things are made right. The youth went to youth camp. We had... I'm I'm telling you, there are stories after stories of people, of these kids, who found a God they can worship that is for them. He is their God. He's not your parents' God only. He's your God. And you have to find that God. And there will be times that you've gone to camp and you thought you found that God and it got a little bit dry. And then there's going to be this time where you found a God that you love, and it's here to stay. Because it's how we prepare our hearts. It's how we step through life. I'm going to tell you, at 20 years old, I did not know how to mother kids. I didn't. Vernon had to teach me. At 30, I am much better. I have a few things figured out. I can at least figure out that they like to take warm baths instead of cold baths. And I kid you not that that was an issue. Bless Kenan's heart. At this age, I do know a few things that I did not know then. And that's the way the grace of God works. He hands you things. He hands you the grace to deal with the things that come at you in life. It's just the way it works. All right. Now, Brandon's the one who did my notes. He's so sweet. He typed them for me. Cause he knew it wouldn't happen if it didn't, if he didn't, I'd just go off of my head. So this says pour in the grace. It is the sweet stuff. Who here could last through a relationship with God without grace? Who here could last in a relationship with your husband or your wife without some grace? I know that, uh, Brandon, he needs all the grace he can get. Cause I'm so perfect and he's, (laughs) he's just work in progress. Okay, maybe I am the work in progress. He really does uh blow me away sometimes. He's he's very understanding and he has these words of knowledge that I'm thinking, "Where did that come from?" Where where did you find that? Down it had to be the Holy Spirit. So this says, "From the fullness of his grace we have received one blessing after another." From the fullness of his grace. That means the fullness when we've received the fullness in that specific instance, then we will have the blessing after another. I believe there's blessings all the way through it if you're walking in His grace and you're doing it on purpose and you're walking through an issue watching for God to show you the next step and praying to Him over your issues. Second Corinthians twelve nine says, But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is... It's made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. You know, I never understood the reason why Brandon always got up here and made an example of us and our silliness in our home because we have quite a bit of it. And it's because it's, it's proof that Jesus has taken all of us in our rawest form And made us, walks us out into something that is a blessing, that is a testimony. One time we were on our trip, we were eating at the Cheesecake Factory. And my son, Weston, is an elaborate person. And he gets a menu and he's going to order the most expensive thing. We have to tell him what he's going to eat. And the waitress comes. She's got this really pretty drink on her thing, and I'm looking at it, and I I, I noticed it. And I was like, oh, that's so pretty. And she sets it in front of my son. I said, excuse me? He's a little kid at the time. And they said, well, it's just lemonade. You know, it has the sugar around the rim and the little cute fruit coming out of it. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And Brandon, I mean, you could just feel the tension filling the room. And I was like, you're going to have to just drink the drink only. You cannot order a male son. He's like, I already did, and I ordered the crab or something. I mean, something expensive. And I was like, oh, my gosh, $7 drink, $25 entree. We're in trouble. (laughs) And so I just looked at Brandon, and I kicked him under the table. And I said, just remember the grace of God. The grace of God. And he said, I won't kill him in the restaurant. I said, if that's as much grace as you have right now, that's, that's a good start. It's a good start. So I just looked at Weston. He said, that's going to have to last you the whole time. You're not getting water. You're not getting anything this, that drink. But it was enough grace to wet, let Weston live. Weston is still with us today. We're so proud. We're so proud. Okay. So, So. Um, the taste of lemons Huh. The taste of lemon shifts from creating a wince to creating a wow. Now, I, don't, I like to eat lemons. doesn't bother me. I prefer them either way. I don't like to drink sour stuff. I prefer to walk through things and have the grace of God walk with me. And through this, we've had a good time. I've thoroughly enjoyed entertaining you, because that's all it is, I know. (laughs) But in this, I want you to understand that my point is the grace of God is right here. And things have come up this summer, and things have come in your life, and you're going to look at your husband and go, that's what we were missing. That's why I can't beat this. Because I don't have the fullness of God in this situation. Now, we're going to have prayer partners on both sides. I feel that it is very important that if you have something that you need, you need some extra grace, you need God to meet you there, it is very important to have somebody pray with you, to agree with you, to cover you. And, and where you're at. I believe it, it's, it's essential. I have somebody that I call on a regular basis to pray over me and to believe God with me. It's important. Because sometimes the lemons in my life, she just tells me they're not really lemons. And just a little jawbreaker. I just need to get over it. And I need to hear that. And sometimes it's something serious, and I need somebody to hold my hand and walk with me. And that's what we're here for. I have to have people hold my hand too. It is what it is. I believe somebody will be holding my hand till the day I step over into heaven. Because I'm a needy person. And yes, I don't like to be touched. But you want if you're going to hold my hand, I don't mind it. I don't mind that a bit. And I don't mind holding your hand. Pastor Brandon doesn't mind holding your hand. That's what we're here for. And so at this moment, somebody's going to come play music. I'm waiting. Somebody, come on, son. Bell me out. (laughs) I'm going to pray over you and dismiss you for the week. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope that this has helped you with whatever lemons are coming your way, have come in your way, that you can figure out what it is you need to do to get through it because God's that big and he's that good. He doesn't want you to stay here. He wants you to move on. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you.